0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Relationship 411 podcast. I'm Jennifer.
1: And I'm Kevin. We've been married for 25 years, and we've seen the best of times, and we've seen the worst of times.
0: We also have four awesome kids who are growing up and leaving our nest.
1: We've loved doing this podcast, and we're excited for it to continue. We don't have it all figured out, but we do have a lot of life experiences.
0: Since becoming a life coach, I'm so excited to share with you the tools I've learned to help you in this journey we call life.
1: Hey, today we're going to be talking about a subject that we have got quite a few uh, listeners sending some emails about, and we're going to dub this, uh, you know, how to not make your in-laws your outlaws. And I know that's kind of a joke that some people say, and some people, you know, their in-laws are in town, they they dread seeing the in-laws or, you know, their in-laws come in town, they mysteriously, they're, you know, really working a lot of hours and different things We're going to share some things that we've learned through our relationship with in-laws and to say, hopefully this is helpful to people, but babe, why don't you start it off and read some of the questions that listeners have, you know, posted. Yeah,
0: I think, and this question comes up a lot about in-laws. So Nate, having a healthy relationship with your parents, even if you have different beliefs, religious or political, I think that happens a lot Mm -hmm. in families. Dana asked, I would love to hear an episode on how to learn to strengthen relationships with your in-laws who have different life views and beliefs to help alleviate tension within the marriage when it's time to spend time with your in-laws. Another great question. It's very similar to Nate's. Samantha, I would love to hear suggestions or healthy ways to maneuver or spend time with each family, in-laws, immediate family, family visiting out of town over the holidays, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas. We have no kids yet, but each year we have to make sure time is fair and well spent with both of our families. But most of the time, we end up driving all over town to see people instead of actually enjoying our own time together for the holidays. So these are questions we're going to hopefully address and share some experiences and things that we have done to help with our in-laws.
1: Yeah, and I will tell you the one that Samantha just said, the last one. That is a reoccurring thing that I hear over and over and over again. When you, particularly when you live really close by, family with that, and so one of the things that I think we started doing—I don't know if we started doing it in our marriage, like right out of the shoot or what—but we are of the opinion that some healthy boundaries are really good. And what starts to happen in our mind is, and what Samantha just kind of brought up. Those are unhealthy boundaries, right? Is that I feel like I don't have any say-so in where we're going. I don't have anything I can do with my family because I'm so busy doing it as this group, this larger group all the time. And I might even feel miserable. Candidly, I've had a lot of friends, if they get honest and like, you know, they're looking over their shoulder both ways and they whisper like, dude, my Thanksgiving or Christmas is a disaster. Like, I had to go to the in-laws, then we had to go to grandma's, we had to go to this. And all of a sudden it's like, it just drives me insane. And so we would say, and babe, you're really good at talking about boundaries. And so I'll tee this up. But what do we mean like setting some healthy boundaries and, with that? And why is that so important, do you think?
0: Well, I think a boundary is something you need to discuss with your spouse Because a lot of people have family all around. Kevin and I have actually never had family really live close. So we haven't necessarily experienced this, but I've seen it a lot. Well,
1: we have in the fact that we've had aunts and uncles. We've had cousins, right? And we've had your brothers close by and live with us. And so we have.
0: That's true. But not for the holidays. We haven't really had to fight for the holidays. But I think when you get married, you become your own family. So you need to have a discussion what you want to do and not – have your mother or mother-in-law dictate what you are going to do and really set your own boundaries. You might love every Christmas going to all the family's houses and going to great grandma and grandma and mother-in-law and mother and uncle and aunt and spending your entire day doing that. However, if you don't, have the discussion and decide you get to choose. You take the ownership of what you want to do and then state that. If they're upset That's okay. They can be upset about it, but you don't have to be upset about it.
1: And do you think one of the things that we've tried to do, let's say it's something in my family that we've made a decision to say, you know what, this is what we're going to do for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it is. And we decide we're going to spend some time as a family or we're going to go on a trip or whatever. And if I need to break the news to the family, I should do it. And we do it. If and, it's
0: your family. Right. Yes. And
1: then you would do it your family. Yeah. And you don't do it by throwing the, your spouse under the bus. Like, hey, I'd love to come there. But, you know, Jennifer, she wants <laughs> to go do something else and she plans something else. And so then all of a sudden the family is at odds with her. And she's the wedge as to why we're not together.
0: Yeah. I just think you, you need to be s- a team.
1: Yeah. Be a team. Yeah,
0: yeah. A definite a team effort. And you need to decide what you want to do first. And for your kids and- What's best for your family? Yeah,
1: what's best for your family is that all of a sudden it might not always be yeah. that we run around crazy. I I have had several friends that once their kids reach a certain age, they just said, you know what? We're going to have like Christmas at our home. And, you know, if if time presents itself, we'll come and see you later on in the evening. Or we might see you the week before or whatever it is. But I, I love that coming together as a team to discuss this And maybe have the person whose family it is present that to the family, but you present it as a team, not as... Yeah, we've
0: decided as a couple, as a family. And then also, I think... And um, and
1: say, like, this is what's best for us, and we hope you understand, and, you know, no hard feelings. We're not trying to throw a kink in this, but, you know, this is just what we think is going to be the best for us.
0: Yeah, and I, I think when you're scheduling out your year... With holidays and summer vacation, plan what you want to do as a family first. And then if you're also able to go to the family reunion or whatever, you can say, okay, I will do these three things, but nothing else. You can decide as a family. So I just think schedule your family's time first instead of last, which I think always happens. And then chances are those don't happen because you don't have any room for them because everyone else has encroached onto your schedule. And
1: sometimes you can think win-win. Like what if, for example, there's a big family reunion and it's going to be at some lake someplace and you want to go. And you think, man, I don't want to do that whole thing. Well, what if you went up there for like a day or so, but you spent the rest of the time in some other area that's close by or you got your own cabin on the other side of the lake and you rent your own boats. And so you have this experience too so it doesn't have to be like lose-win, like, great. We always do something with your family. And I never get to do something mm-hmm. with mine. It's like, one, let's not keep score. But two, think win-win and think about how can we make this work potentially if it becomes an issue. You know, mm-hmm. If you, if someone gets two weeks of vacation a year and we've got a family reunion that's three days and we're going to do something and it's around the holidays, I, I want to do something, it's like – your time's gone. So think win-win. And
0: then you create lots of resentment and yeah. resentment towards your in-laws, which is not the goal we're trying to do. We want to yeah. love and support
1: our in-laws. Yeah. So we think boundaries and those environments are good and to have healthy conversations. And hopefully if you're the in-law or you're the person that's like hosting the meal and someone doesn't come, like don't get hurt by it. Like look at it and say, you know what, I'm glad you're doing what works for you. We'll do this another time. And And like it's okay. Yeah.
0: I find it so interesting because I can see this, a mother-in-law getting so angry, but I'm like, don't you want your son or daughter to have a healthy, happy marriage? Support them, as opposed to get angry and pout that your kids couldn't come to dinner on every Sunday afternoon why not look at it and say, "Wow, I'm so grateful that my daughter yeah. married such a great guy that wants to spend time as a family." And you know, so I think it's all in how you look at it on either side. The other thought I had is because my family, we all, um, my mom likes us. We all just stay in the same house together. Oh my gosh! And my Kevin mom. hates that, and which is totally fine. And I mom have I love you.
1: <laughs> I love staying in your home, but sometimes I don't want to sleep on the air mattress. At fifty years old, in the middle of the <laughs> kitchen,
0: you know. Yes, but so we've learned through some of those experiences that we now get a hotel when we visit my parents. We've always gotten a hotel when we visited your parents, but in my family, that's not what you did. So you know, we had that conversation, and it has been great. It's worked out great. We've been.
1: It gives us a little bit of a buffer. Years. Yeah, because also we can enjoy this time. But when it's time, like to go to bed, settle down, like whatever. You can go, and then you can wake up when you want to in the morning. So for us, that's a conversation we had is to say, how is this going to work well for us? How is it someone we can think win-win on all of this? And to your family's credit, they've never been like, oh, Kevin's so – he thinks he's so much better that he won't And I like it us.
0: so much better, too. Right.
1: So it's, <laughs> it's just been good. So that's the thing with that, I think, is setting some boundaries. I'm going to talk a, a little bit now about how to now not make your in-laws your outlaws – and I think for us, one of the things that we have tried to do is that I have looked at your mom and dad as my mom and dad. And you have looked at my mom and dad as your mom and dad. So it's we don't refer to them as, you know, in-laws, my my mother-in-law, only if I'm introducing like in a formal setting. But I might even say this is Jennifer's mom or this is, you know, Jennifer's dad. So I think by looking at them as if they're your parents. It's a different connection all of a sudden. And, you know, you wouldn't probably disrespect your parents. And so I immediately have some respect and appreciation for your parents. And I love them right out of the shoot because I think of this all the time is to say they have birthed you. They have raised you. It's like I'm indebted that they've raised an amazing woman here and that I'm married to. And so I I think by looking um, at them as like your parents is a big deal.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. The thing that we've um, had the opportunity, because a lot of people ask different religious beliefs, um, Kevin's parents um, were Methodist. And so our entire marriage, they came and visited, and they wanted their morning coffee, or they wanted to have a glass of wine at dinner. And And my dad
1: used to smoke. Like, when we were first married, he was smoking at the time, and he'd come over. And so you and I had to come up with a conversation. And he was very respectful of us. Like, he needed to smoke. But but was respectful enough to say he knew that we didn't want him to smoke in the house, so he went out on the patio, smoked, and they didn't fling his cigarette butts everywhere. He cleaned them up, whatever. So he got his needs met. We got ours, but it wasn't like—
0: Right, and they were supportive of us. They came to church. They would yeah. come to our kids' baptisms or baby blessings, and they tried to support us just like we tried to support them. So I think if you can have a mutual agreement and love and support, that can go a long way. Now, I realize some parents cannot get over the fact that their child is drinking coffee or drinking alcohol, and it becomes an issue for them. But just because it's an issue for them doesn't mean it has to be an issue for you.
1: Yeah. Again, I think it steps back as to say, if I love and respect that person, like I don't have to like respect all of your decisions that you make. But I can certainly say, you know what, I love you and support you where you're at like right now yeah. and what you're doing. And I'm just going to love you. Like love cures a lot. And I think that sometimes if we respect one another and your wishes and, and desires and to say, I'm just here to help you along the path that you're choosing to follow. And now I'm going to go rob banks and <laughs> you know, you want to be, you know, whatever you're doing it's like, well, I'm not doing that. But, you know, within the normal context is to say, let's find – this is something I think we've done too. We're going to try to find common beliefs and build on all of those more than we're going to go focus on how we're different.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, like especially politics, it can be really heated. But instead of having a fight about it, just, you know, make a conscious effort. If you know, like, oh, my father-in-law, he's going to talk about news the entire time I am there and it's going to drive me crazy or whatever – you can say, you know what, dad, father-in-law, I love you, but let's have a different conversation and think of things beforehand.
1: Or even even just kind of gently stare at the conversation, right? All of a sudden we want to talk about, you know, blank politician or what's going on in the world or your country or whatever, and just say, hey, you know what, that reminds me of a great book I read. Or, hey, are you hungry? Let me go grab a snack for us. I mean, just kind of change the conversation, keep it a Mm -hmm. little lighter. And Mm -hmm. I, I think that you know, again, we can focus on all the ways that we're different, or we can focus on the things that we've got in yeah. common and just build on from there. in a weird way, yeah. I can actually talk religion and politics with with my in-laws, and uh, it's it's fine.
0: Well, and I think it's really important to know ahead of time because you already know the things that your mother-in-law or father-in-law or your in-laws do that annoy you. So go ahead in your mind and think, okay, I already know this is going to happen. I know my mother-in-law is going to do something that really irritates you. Think about that. Get in a good headspace and just realize, okay, that's going to happen. This is how I want to show up during that time that I'm with her. Instead of, you know, getting all angry and irritated, you know, she might criticize that you didn't do the laundry right or make the bed right or whatever thing that she might do. Just know that. You already know that that's going to happen. Yeah, we've we've called that
1: like anticipating the situation, is that if you've been married long enough, you kind of know certain personalities, what's going to be said, what's not going to be said, and to say, okay, we actually make jokes about stuff a lot. Like In my family, my dad, uh, who passed away, used to love talking about a certain football team that he was so passionate about, and we used to take bets as to say, hey- How fast in this conversation do you think we're going to be talking about such and such football? And like, we'd look at her, you know, it would be like within eight minutes, like, oh, who won the prize, you know, and, or, or my stepdad, um, who's also passed away. He would always talk about different ways that he's like learned to save like $4 and 12 (laughs) cents. And he would talk to Jennifer about it all the time
0: for hours. Right. And
1: we would just have a joke about it later is to say, Hey, uh, what's the new way that my dad was going to go save money on car insurance or. Health insurance. And you'd
0: always ask me, What are you doing at four twenty-four tomorrow afternoon? And I knew exactly what he meant. He meant, I need to get on Southwest Airlines to make sure I get an A seating. So I need you to help me get on the computer. Yep. And so it just it was a joke. If you can make light of things that could possibly annoy you, I think it can go such a long way.
1: It doesn't and we just kind of joke about them like we've even we've even, you know, just kind of talked about conversations we have. And we love, again, you love the other person because again, they're the other parents of your spouse or significant other, but do, do try to anticipate situations and to say another one is like, how do we get out of this situation? If we're there and things are going on and on and on, like I want to be home at a certain time or we've got to get up early tomorrow or whatever, how do we get out of that situation and just anticipate it in advance? Yeah, you know. and
0: I think make a plan say okay babe if i say this i i need to go and so you can just excuse yourself go because you want to make sure that your spouse is feeling comfortable and or they might say you know what babe i'm going to go you stay here it looks like you're having a lot of fun but don't Get offended about that and think, oh, my husband's such a jerk or my wife's such a jerk. She doesn't want to be with my family. That's not it. But they know that they've crossed their line and they need to leave. Otherwise, they're not going to feel the love and happiness that they were trying to go in as. I think another thing that is important is to not criticize your parents in front of each other. And that's really hard not to do. But I think it's, of course, if something is bothering you to have the discussion but try to say it in a loving, kind way, especially, you know, because we always want to defend our parents.
1: Yeah, and I think that sometimes I've seen this happen in relationships before where let's say it's something that I'm doing and it irritates you, babe, and you might say, oh, you're just like your dad with that, or that is your mom coming out. That's probably not healthy for you. No one
0: wants to hear that. No, and then also
1: just kind of reiterates some of maybe the, the anger or bitterness that you have towards your in-laws, and so it's like trying to to keep that out as much as possible, um, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think you know if you can focus on how can I love them, how can I connect with them, and I'm some are really hard. I know some people have situations that it's really hard, but find something, find something that you're interested in yeah. together that they're also interested in. Yeah, and try to focus on that.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, we were newly married. <laughs> and we we went to um, this store that my mother in law and you babe love to go to. And it was like hell for me. It was a stationary card place that was like a <laughs> warehouse. So we looked for hours for stationary and cards and stickers that I swear to you, we probably have some of these things today, 26 years later. So I'm mean, it's like unbelievable but i knew it was important to you and when i kind of was like tapped out at like aisle three of 300 i started roaming the warehouse a little bit and looking at stuff i think i probably went on my phone i I brought something to read like whatever and so i think finding ways to connect with them just as we talked about love languages all the time but like find their love language and figure out like if you love antique stores I'm going to try to go find something about antique stores so I can connect with you. Yeah.
0: And I think when you said that, I thought, I know your mom loves spending one-on-one time with her son. So when she comes, I always try to make sure that she spends one-on-one time with you. She likes to be with the whole family, but I know that's really important to her. So I'm not going to get all bent out of shape that I don't get to go to dinner or whatever. Yeah, you'll suggest
1: you're like, hey, you know what? We've got this going on tonight. This is a great night if you and your mom want to go out to dinner or do something like this would be a great night for it. So it's, it's win-win, right? You're like, eh, it's going to be kind of crazy anyway. You and your mom, this is a good time for you to do that. And my mom loves it and I get to connect with her. So again, it's, it's just figuring out ways that we can stay connected, love each other, respect one another, even yeah. if they're different. right? Yes.
0: And I know sometimes we think, you know, our in-laws don't respect us, but are you respecting them? So really do a self-check to see, are you doing the exact same thing that you're accusing them of doing? and if you are then you can self correct and change that and see how that changes the relationship
1: yeah right you don't have to be stuck in that you by changing yourself it does change the dynamic of it but at the end of the day in laws are great it's wonderful it's nice to belong to a, a bigger tribe it's nice to have you know a team that's helping you through life and you know why fight that and yeah and
0: if you have kids you're going to be the in-law someday And so be mindful of that and figure out what kind of in-law do I want to be? I
1: know. We started talking about that the other day. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to be a father-in-law someday. And it's like I'm going to be that one that repeats stories all the time. And they're all going to be like, oh, my gosh. It's going to
0: be so great because they've never heard your stories. I know. I've got a whole new audience. This
1: is going to be amazing and wonderful. And and then they'll probably go back and make fun of it like, oh, when, when are we going to hear this story about your dad or whatever? Yeah. So.
0: And honestly, like I've tried to make the mental note, like I'm already going to love whoever my kids fall in love with. Me too. Because if they're loving them, I'm going to love them.
1: Right. Same. And, and I'm going to respect what their wishes and desires and beliefs are. I just want them to be happy. So, again, maybe as a, a future in-laws, look at them as to say – how do I want my in-laws to be? What kind of in-law do I want to be to them and, and show up that way and remember that? Remember how you felt maybe in a moment where you felt awkward or embarrassed or hard, whatever the moment was and just say, I'm going to learn from that and I'm, I'm going to try not to do that yeah. in this relationship. And you can be better. You can be better at it.
0: Yeah. So hopefully if you feel like your in-laws are your outlaws, you can make a change. If you want more relationship tips, get on my email list, lifecoachjen 2 at gmail.com or go to my website, relationship411podcast.com and sign up for a free consultation to get more personal help with your relationships.
1: As always, follow us at Relationship411podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships.
0: So you don't have to call 911 for yours.